0: The Allergy Mom podcast is not intended to provide listeners with medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Individuals with health problems should always consult their healthcare provider for professional medical advice, medications, or treatments. Reliance on any information provided during this podcast is done solely at your own risk. You're listening to the Allergy Mom Podcast, hosted by Melissa Scheichel, an educator, advocate, speaker, author, counselor, and best of all, allergy mom. Subscribe now for the latest news, tips, hot topics, and answers to your questions and concerns about living a life with allergies. Now, here's your host, Melissa Scheichel.
1: On this episode of the Allergy Mom Podcast, I hook up with mom, actress, actress, Emmy award winning writer and comedian Heather Brooker. She's the host of the podcast Motherhood in Hollywood, where she shares her hilarious takes on the realities of parenthood. Heather and I first crossed paths at the recent 2020 Global Summit for Fair, the Living Teal Summit as we were both presenters there. I reached out and asked her if she would come on the show as she's been working with Fair recently, sharing her humor in videos about living a life with food allergies. She obliged and she's here today. Welcome, Heather okay so hello today we welcome heather brooker to the allergy mom podcast and i came across heather because we were both presenting at the global summit for teal living or living teal global summit for fair and i saw that heather was on the ballot and that she's a comedian she's living in hollywood california i believe and i wanted to check her out and what she's doing and and say hello so nice to virtually meet you
2: It's so nice to virtually meet you as well. Thank you so much for having me on your show.
1: Yeah, and so can you tell me a little bit about, you know, how were you
2: in the allergy community? How did you get involved with FAIR? Sure. So um, several months ago, um, the folks at FAIR reached out to me and asked me um, if I would be interested in hosting a series of videos for them for the holidays. And um, because I'm an actress and a host uh, here in Los Angeles, they thought it would be fun to kind of interject also some humor um, Mm -hmm. into the video series that they were doing. And they also were looking for someone to kind of um, reach outside of the food allergy community. Because I'm sure, as you know, a lot of times as a a food allergy advocate, you're speaking to other food allergy people who are affected by it. But I think what's important and what FAIR had in mind was to sort of reach outside of the food allergy community and start raising awareness for other people who may not understand um, the full, um, uh, how serious food allergies can really be and how we can be supportive um, and better serve our community by um, just doing a few little things, little changes, um, and and really just raising awareness. for people who don't have food allergies um, to show their support.
1: Yeah. I call it preaching to the converted. There have been so many times where I've been asked (laughs) to speak, you know, man a table at a local school. And then the people who came to talk to me were those who already get it.
0: And this
1: idea of wanting you know, to kind of expand awareness or educate for empathy into the, you know, general public. So exactly. that, that's great. I'm from
2: Oklahoma originally, and we call it preaching to the choir. So oh, nice. <laughs> you're telling, you telling yeah. you know, as a lot of times, if you are affected by something like food allergies, or any type of illness or something in your life, you're generally talking to other people who also have, um, who are in that situation. So I think yeah. what FAIR had in mind was to sort of bring me in to hopefully reach out to people who may not necessarily be directly affected by food allergies, but could benefit from having an awareness of just how serious it can be. Um, So I came, they brought me in, I started hosting um, some videos, we shot a couple already, and we're going to shoot some more for Christmas and New Year's. And then um, they asked me if I would speak um, at their Living Teal Global Summit and moderate the discussion with um, Holly Robinson Pete who is a very well-known food allergy advocate. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was more than happy to do that. And I think that's probably where you, that's where you saw that I was on the on the agenda.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so what have you learned from being kind of roped in
2: <laughs> to the allergy community, to the allergy world? Well, you know, I... Um, I mean, my daughter. When I was my daughter was born, I have a, a one year old. Not a one year old. I have one daughter, and she is seven. <laughs> um, but yeah, when she was ten about, ten. <laughs> yeah, when she was about one, we started giving her real milk because um, that was sort of the timeline that you know we were told to to do that on. So we started giving her real milk about one, and we noticed that she was having major gastrointestinal issues because of it. So we took her to the doctor and then a specialist and um, she, they didn't come right out and say she had an allergy to it, but they said she definitely had a dairy sensitivity. So there was no, we removed all dairy. There was no like little baby bell cheeses. We couldn't do those for the longest time. <clears throat> you know, no Mac and cheese, which all little kids love. No, all the staples, <laughs> all the staples that all the other moms were going to. She also had a sensitivity to bananas. And we found that out at six months. We gave her a banana, one of her first foods and it turned her cheeks like bright, bright pink. And we were like, Oh no, we were like, what's happening. What's happening. Yeah. We were very uh, worried about that. But um, eventually she, she, you know, I don't want to say grew out of it, but maybe it just resolved itself mm. in her body, but we, she's able to eat bananas. But for five years she couldn't do real milk. So we did rice milk. She didn't even know really what real milk tastes like. And she still to this day, doesn't drink real milk. Cause she, she just doesn't, not her thing she's an aversion to it yeah Yeah, well she just she doesn't it doesn't affect her body anymore but she just like she can eat cheese and lord knows she loves ice cream like crazy but um (laughs) but she just had rice milk for so long that that was what she you know, associated with milk. Um, so we definitely, I know my kids are the same. They're like, Ooh, real
1: milk's so thick. You get it's used to so rice thick. milk yeah. and
2: we eat that on our cereal now just cause we actually prefer
1: it. You yeah, can yeah. have real milk now, but yeah, <laughs> same thing. I totally get it.
2: It definitely has a different texture to it. That's for sure. Mm. So we, we were, I became aware of like dairy sensitivities and food sensitivities early on, but it wasn't really until my daughter went to preschool that, um, we were really sort of baptized in uh, learning about food allergies, like severe food allergies, because her preschool was totally nut free. So here I am excited to like make her peanut butter jelly for lunch, yeah. and peanut butter on celery sticks, you know, peanut butter and apple. Ants on a log. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ants <laughs> on a log. All I was so excited, I'm like making all these cute lunches and thinking I'm gonna like have the cutest lunchbox and uh, send little granola bars. And the school was like, absolutely not, you can't, because we nope. have students here who have severe peanut allergies. And that's when I was like, oh, okay. So that we certainly would not ever want to put another child in danger just so my child can have a peanut butter jelly sandwich. And that's when I sort of had um, uh, more of an awakening and awareness of, you know, what other people were going through. And then when um, I started working with FAIR, I really started digging in and doing some research and reading about the, you know, top nine foods and um, things like that, that are super important for food allergy moms and food allergy kids and it's stuff I know you guys deal with every day that we take for granted, um, yeah. you know, just going out to eat and ordering whatever off the menu without having to ask. Like it's a different world and it's a different awareness. And I think that it's important to make sure other people know about it you know as much as how do you make it funny i'm curious because (laughs) i'm imagining it must be hard
1: to like worry about (laughs) offending people or you know
2: we had a lot of discussions about that i said listen i will have fun with this i said but the last thing i want to do is offend somebody with a food allergy so really it's more it's more like a lighthearted look at um excuse me i'm getting over some allergies like not food allergies, but like, and, no it's, not COVID, and right? it's, not it's not it's COVID, right? That's what we say. Not COVID. But I'm just coughing. <laughs> I swear. I feel like it's not the Rona. I swear. <laughs> it's just like allergies. Cause we've had so many fires lately and like, oh yeah, my gosh. yeah. But, um, yeah it it's really more like a lighthearted look at the holidays, like how we can spend it together as families and stuff like that. So, um, one of the things that I was I didn't know about and then I was so excited to find out was about teal pumpkins and the teal pumpkin mm-hmm. project for Halloween <laughs> you guys do Halloween you guys do Halloween up there I'm sure right and you're yeah. You know, right yeah so I didn't know that putting out a teal pumpkin on your porch signify that you had some food allergy friendly treats or some non-food treats for kids who have allergies and um so I was I thought I was like, that's cool. So I went and I got a teal pumpkin and I was like, I'm gonna do this. And we're the first people in our neighborhood to have a teal pumpkin. Um, and we went on the little next door app. I don't know if you guys have that, but next door yeah. we do. Okay. So we went on next door and I flagged our house as having a teal pumpkin. And we're uh, the only ones in our neighborhood that have that. Oh, you're gonna get so, a lot so, <laughs> well, that, <laughs> I, hope, I hope so. I really, really hope so. Because <clears throat> otherwise, like you know, what's the point? Like, you want people to come, you want to raise awareness. And you, you know, you want to sort of say, Hey, this is something special you can do to make kids feel included. I'm smiling, because there's three things that come up for me just on
1: the topic of Halloween and allergies. And one is when my daughter was really little, like you can just picture this cute little girl with her little blonde pigtails, and she would go up to people's houses at Halloween. And at the time, she was anaphylactic to dairy and nuts and eggs and every food. (laughs) And so, you know, people would hold this big tray of like, full size Reese's peanut butter cups and chocolate bars. And they would say, you know, take what you want. And she would look at it and she's like, I can't have any of these things. And I'm like, no, no, just take the full size Reese's peanut butter cups for mommy, <laughs> and I'm like, don't, don't, don't tell them you can't have that. Mommy can
2: have that. I'll, Is that your go-to candy? Language. The Reese's peanut butter cups? <laughs> Are those That jam? was like my, oh my thing, God. right? And, Me too. and it's so funny <clears throat> because I'd be like, no, no, don't,
1: no, just take it, just take it, it's fine. And then we went to one house where they were giving out toonies, which are in Canada, we have $2 coins, which we call toonies. And so one lady was giving out coins. And I said, you know, oh, wow, well, this is great for people with food allergies. And she said, ain't nobody allergic to money. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. This is awesome. And then we did go to a house that had, you know, mm-hmm. special things for children with allergies. And it meant so much to her to have, you know, non-food treats and,
2: yeah. and to
1: have things that she could have. So we got like spider
2: know. rings, we've got stickers, we've got little Amazing. Like, sneakers, so we've got stuff, like all kinds of stuff in the bucket. Mm-hmm. And my daughter is super excited to help pass those out. So, yeah, I love that. <laughs> Nobody is allergic to money. You're absolutely right. <laughs>
1: I was dying I'm like yeah that's true so okay yeah I can see because you know you see so many I never know how to call them is it memes 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 yeah yeah memes like you'll see these allergy ones that I've shared over the years that are so offensive to the community you know and yeah things about an allergy you know it comes up in humor in you know in movies and things and and then it can be very offensive. So yeah, I could yeah. imagine that's hard
2: to like, how do you find the humor? But well, it I think was humor is so important. It is important, and so healthy. Yeah. it is important. And it is a conversation we had. And we made sure the humor is more like, just me being a goofball and me being self deprecating on myself, um, <laughs> rather than joking about allergies, because the last mm-hmm. time you wanted for anyone to feel made fun of in any way so it's really the humor comes more from just me being a a goofball um and it's uh it's really fun the halloween episode is up now and then i think probably in a couple weeks the thanksgiving episode will go up so i'm looking forward to that and you know i think the hope and what fair was just hoping is that people it would find its audience and that it would resonate with people in some way and just help raise awareness And
1: it's so great. I think, you know, I have a best friend. And one of the reasons why she is my best friend is because, you know, there are times in life when we're going through parenting struggles Mm or whatever. And it's like, if we don't laugh, we'll cry. And so we'll just make, you know, these really silly jokes and just be laughing.
2: Yeah,
1: It's so therapeutic. Yeah, (laughs) totally. And a great way to, you know, enlist other people to be interested, because the reality is, I think most of the time, people really don't get passionate about things unless it personally affects them. Exactly. Right. And so when you can bring in humor or make it, you know, enjoyable for someone to have those conversations, it just makes it that much easier for them to have an emotional response to it. And, And if it's laughter, it's positive, that's great. And it's, it lightens it up. And
2: and makes it, you know, palatable for for more people. So, absolutely. You're right. And when I posted about the teal pumpkin project on my Instagram, oh, so many people were like, "Oh my gosh, I had no idea this was a thing." And I didn't know I yeah. could do this and and then on the other side of it, there was a lot of people in the food allergy community that were like, "Thank you so much for, you know, speaking outside of our our world, you know." So, I'm so glad to help support in that way. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's just awesome. So, you know,
1: one of the things I often ask people is silver linings of their allergy journey. And for me, you know, hearing you talk, this is a silver lining when I hear of someone who's so empathetic to, you know, even just when you said like the note that goes home from school, because I think. There are a lot of people who feel, you know, frustrated when they're told what they can feed their child mm-hmm. or ask not to bring things in, or they'll say, like, that's the only thing my kid eats is now you're asking them not to send it in. So it's really hard. So I, I do really appreciate when when people, you know, have that response.
2: Well, and, and I think it's not I think it's because sometimes people get you know, sort of, <clears throat> especially when you're a new parent, you kind of get this tunnel vision a little bit that's like, you know, um, <clears throat> it's all about my child, their safety, their well being, you know, uh, what do I need to do to get them fed and get them out the door and to school and all that stuff? And you forget they're in a classroom with 10 other kids, 12 other kids, you know, however big their classroom is. And in order to sort of teach them to be good humans, um, just kind human beings, why not start with just saying, hey, so you don't eat this for lunch, eat something else, because what this is could hurt somebody in your classroom that you play with every day. And that's mm. important to know that. And it doesn't mean and we don't know, like they didn't tell us who the child was. And I think that's absolutely right. They shouldn't. Um, yeah. uh, but I think that it's it's just an awareness to think about other people and starting at a young age with something like food is, um, can make a big difference in their life. I've always wanted to know, um, you know, from your perspective, and I wanted to ask Holly this, but I, I didn't think of it till after our conversation. Um, as a food allergy mom, are you ever worried about, publicizing your child's allergies especially if they're deadly is that a concern because I know for me I know I'm not really in the public eye I know Holly is in the public eye for sure and I just wonder like that seems like something kind of dangerous do you ever hesitate in telling people dangerous as in you worry
1: that someone would use it against them or yes. dangerous in that it's just personal and embarrassing for well maybe them, both maybe or, a little bit of both.
2: both I work in the new I'm a news person I've been in the news and journalism forever so I I'm I have I always have this weird like darker side where I'm like oh my yeah, god like don't, don't tell me any, don't tell me information because this use is my kryptonite I'm, I'm giving lying. them my right, kryptonite it's your, like
1: this can be used against kryptonite.
2: me yeah do you ever worry about that
1: is that a concern So, you know, anyone who knows me knows I'm really like comfortable with sharing (laughs) even embarrassing things about myself. I'm very open Mm -hmm. and I've had to be really sensitive to the fact that, you know, maybe my daughter doesn't always feel that way. Mm -hmm. And so I I try to ask her and and be really considerate of, you know, are you cool with me sharing these things? Um, And I've really had to, you know appreciate that other people aren't as comfortable so you know I'm like out there advocating for allergies and then I would meet people who weren't wanting to tell the school or you know peanut allergy is very common so we wouldn't have peanut in a kindergarten classroom but then you'd have a child with a life-threatening sesame allergy and nobody knows about it and kids are eating bagels with sesame and sesame seeds like they fall everywhere yeah it's like you know crazy and it's like glitter and things yeah it's like glitter, exactly. it's, like glitter. it's
2: everywhere when exactly. you eat it's like everywhere and i'm like okay
1: <clears throat> it's great that the classroom is peanut free but we actually don't have a child in this classroom with peanut allergy but we do have someone with sesame so it doesn't make any sense that everyone's not eating peanut we had a little bit of technical difficulties here and i lost heather for a moment but we resumed our conversation and this is where it went I'm- really thought of it that way I mean you do hear a lot of stories about people bullying um I think you know with anything in life people are going to look for your kryptonite they're going to look for your that weak point and mm-hmm. I've always been really um you know, I'm a therapist as well. So I talked to my daughter in detail about these kinds of things. And I remember my son going to a birthday party once and um, feeling really uncomfortable because there was a boy at the party who had allergies who had brought his own cake. And he said, when the moms weren't around, some of the other kids were, you know, harassing this child and saying like, we're gonna beat you the cake and oh, <laughs> we're gonna do this oh, and, like, oh. and, and it was so mean crazy. it was so mean and then my son came home and he was about five at the time and Kate was three and he said you know like this is what they were saying and I said well did you tell them like you know that it's very serious and that the boy would have to go to the hospital or that could it be really dangerous and he's like no mom like I'm, I don't say anything uh-huh. like, are you kidding me like I'm not gonna and I said oh because they, they probably <clears> didn't realize or or know and so you know you have to be brave to speak up and so we've had a lot of conversations throughout their life about those kinds of things but I Mm -hmm. think you know I come from an education background so working with kids I have a therapy background so I don't know necessarily if that's something people would think to talk to their children about you know and 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 how to not be a bystander and how to stand up and so you know it is scary and it's something that I did want on my daughter's radar. Like kids are going to find something. Like I, mm-hmm. I knew a little girl growing up, her last name was Fry Burger. And it was like, you know, the poor girl, everyone teased her about fries and burgers. Uh-huh. It just like, you know, she hated her last name. And <clears throat> I'm like, but it's going to be something. If it's not Fry Burger, if it's not allergies, people are going to look, some people, you know, yeah. they, they prey on that. And so, yeah, but I, I hadn't really thought of it that way more from, the emotional perspective of, you know, would she be embarrassed? Would she feel like, you know, the class is feeling like, well, we can't have cupcakes at our classroom party because of you, right? So that's like the concern of making it public, but at the same time, wanted her classmates to know so that they'd be looking out for her and so that they would care. So, you know, it's one of those things that there's pros and cons to, to whether what you disclose and who you disclose it to. And, and I've really hoped to make her feel comfortable to share mm-hmm. that because it is a matter of life and death. And, yeah. and, you know, how horrible would someone feel if they didn't know and then something happened? And that was kind of the approach I used for the families with that child in, in school. I said, you know, you're denying, I, I understand that you are you don't want your child to be embarrassed or whatever, but you're denying the community the ability to protect your child and they would feel
2: horrible and to, happened, to so. learn from that and grow up to be good human beings a good adults who are aware of those situations and if you're on a plane sometime and you are next to somebody who has allergies you don't want to be the jerk that pops open a bag of peanuts or something next to them like you just it's <coughs> It's and you'd them, be surprised because
1: there are jerks out there. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah.
2: But not in America, Canada, America. right? Everyone
1: in no, Canada Canadians. is nice. <laughs> That's what they say. Everyone in say Canada that. is nice.
2: Oh, <laughs> I'll I never forget. I, went, I visited <laughs> Canada last year. It was like a year or a year ago for a movie junket I was going to. And um, I was doing some like touristy stuff, walking around. And I went down. Um, we were in Toronto. And I went down in this beautiful area by the water that you could look at, overlook the lake and see the CN Tower. And there was this club that was there, and I wanted to go in and like check it out and like you know look around and whatever. And the security guard was very rude. She's like, "You're American," and I was like, "Yeah." And she was just nasty. And I remember going, I thought everyone in Canada Uh, was supposed to be nice. I'm so confused (laughs) by your behavior, ma'am. Like, that's hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think
1: uh, for the most part, most people, most Canadians are really awesome. But you, we have a few. All right. We have a few Good jerks. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, we have had issues on planes where, you know, people are making jokes mm-hmm. or, you know, you heard the comments like, you know, uh, I, I don't even want to say them because they're offensive. But yeah, you hear things and it's like, how to address that and how, you know, so trying to teach our kids to have a thick skin and how do you respond to that? Yeah. And and can you laugh about it? You know, it, it's kind of, you, you can, you can turn anything. It, it's how you take it in and, you know, well, you can make light of a lot of things.
2: Yeah. And I think you can make, <clears throat> I think you can make light of, a situation without making fun of the situation or the person mm-hmm. in it. Um, and I think though too, you know, somebody has to be receptive to it. Like if you're not in the mindset or the mind, the headspace to ha- laugh about something or, or know that someone's intention isn't to be cruel and mean and that you can have a laugh a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a different too. You know, it's the same thing with, you know, comedians right now, they're all, nervous to joke about the pandemic because they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings who may have lost a loved one you know so it's yet common yeah. with such a, it's a, um, a dangerous dance. area yeah it's a dance it's a dance <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a cha-cha I'm like oh it, did I yeah. go too far? too far i gotta come back yeah exactly
1: <laughs> yeah and i i'm the type of personality who you know I like when things are controversial, when they start up a conversation, like, bring it, right? So it's sure. like, sometimes when things are really offset, it's like, you know, let's look at that and, and get curious about that. And like, yeah. why is that so triggering? And maybe it's a good thing because it gets people
2: talking, right? Yeah. Well, that's that therapist in you, <laughs> that you like to in yeah. those things.
1: true true I'm really cognizant of your time and I know you have uh, somewhere else that you need to be so you know thank you so much for the work that you're doing really really excited to have you know been able to meet you and if you're back in Toronto and you're clubbing (laughs) once the (laughs) pandemic's over Call me up, call me up. We'll go out mom clubbing in our mom jeans.
2: And- I would love that. Cause <laughs> I was the oldest person in that club. It was like on the water and there was a bunch of, there was a pool and there was a bunch of like bars. I don't know if you know what it was. I don't remember what it was called, but apparently it was a very hip place that i stumbled yes. on. But uh, oh, I would love that. I would love that. And thank you again for having me on like, and feel free to share about the fair, um, the teal holidays a series that they're yeah featuring. i'll um, share the videos i'm gonna go look them up and uh
1: usually you know whenever i do a podcast i've show notes so i'll be hitting you up for you okay. know anything you want to include and you can put All your right. youtube channel link in there and people can come in and, and find you and watch right?
2: i would love that i would love that well thank you so much again this has really been a pleasure
0: yeah thanks heather take care thank you bye-bye Thanks for listening to the Allergy Mom podcast. For more information, recent blog posts, to subscribe to the newsletter and more, be sure to visit theallergymom.com and follow The Allergy Mom on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.